0: Run LA. S-R-L-A.
1: This is the Students Run LA Podcast. Episode 2. Thanks for tuning in. We've got an action-packed episode for you today. A few of our continuing series will begin. SRLA Theatre begins with a production of A Runner's Choice. We'll take a quick look at the film Brittany Runs the Marathon and the first episode of SRLA Stories. The podcast will check in with a special part of Students Run LA known as SRLA Cares that some of you are familiar with. And we'll end things with a wrap-up of the SRLA news. Okay, here we go. welcome to srla theater tonight we present a runner's choice her name is sonia rosia lucia alvarez she was a senior in high school and is now facing a huge decision a phone call starts the chain of events that would make her decide which way her life was going let's enter her life <laughs>
2: I'm to run. I am tired. <sighs> hey guys, I'm taking off. I have like a thousand messages to respond to. Bye.
1: Goodbye, see
0: you later. Adios! Hello, this is UCLA and you have been accepted.
1: Hi, I'm Chip Dipmeter and I'd like
3: to let you know you've been accepted into Arizona U.
4: Sonia. Where have you been? You should have been at work with us by now. I don't want to go to work.
2: I've got stuff to do. Hello, I'm the Army and we saw your card, but you were interested. So please call me
0: back at 223
2: That's one way of getting out of it.
0: It's Carl, Carolina. We want to let you know you are in next fall. And at Oida, Oh, my God. Woo-hoo! Tuition paid for by the benefactor who is interested in students in your area getting ahead. You will only have to come up with the living expenses and we can find help for you. The committee saw your transcript and then your resume with all the marathon runs on it, and you were our choice for the major scholarship, the Helping Scholarship Award. Well, contact us as soon as possible so Woo-hoo! we can continue this process.
4: I'm coming to get you. It's time for work. If you don't get over here soon, you'll lose your job. We lose that money, and we will be living who knows where and eating. Who knows what?
2: Get over here, now! I just finished running practice. I'll be there as soon as I can. Ugh! Hey Chucky, I need a ride.
4: Get in! I'm in a hurry!
2: Why are you in a hurry?
4: Mr. Campbell says if I want to exchange my Nike marathon finisher jacket, I have to get there ASAP. I can't believe you have to work right after running.
2: Ah, work is good. Just get me there. I'm not worried about work. I'm worried about talking to my mom. I just got accepted to Cal Catalina.
4: You did? Oh man, lucky! I want to go there.
2: Yeah, but my family's broke and if I go away, less money comes in and infinitely more will be spent.
4: You gotta do what you gotta do. Woohoo! Maybe you gotta do what your mom says.
2: (laughs) You are no help, Mister Flippy.
4: I'm not good at making decisions. You are the best. You are the captain of Ferle. You are the one everyone looks up to. You ran the most miles. Improved your marathon time by an hour. How could you not know what to do?
2: I think I know what I have to do. Thanks, Chucky.
4: Later. You've lost an hour of pay being late.
2: It's not like I was goofing off. I went to school, I went running, and I got a ride here. So, here I am. Let's start working. Start? working all day Sonia so um, mom I got accepted to Cal Catalina the island yes the island it's a new college campus that everyone wants to go to and I got in I'm the only one at my school to get in when people find out it'll be a big deal I I have to go I have to do it and
4: how will you pay for that how will I pay the rent how will I feed your brother and your sister And how are they gonna feel when you you leave? Why are you so selfish? So you want me to stay here with everyone while you go live on a beautiful island and listen to lectures? Mom,
2: I'm not working today. I'm going home. You always burst my bubble. You
4: get back here now and get to work.
1: Sonia is in a dilemma she doesn't know what to do. What should she do? So listeners, the task is yours. Let us know how it should end. And if your submission is selected, you'll hear it acted out as the conclusion next time on SRLA Theater. Please send all ideas to podcast at srla.org. That's podcast at srla.org. So Sonia has a personal problem and we hope that through training with students in LA some students may learn how to deal with those problems. We also look at bigger problems in the world like hunger, homelessness and the overuse of disposable plastic. We tackle the problems head on with our sub program known as SRLA Cares. It was started by the founder of SRLA, Harry Shabazian, who we heard from last week, and Abel Navarre, a coordinator of the program. Uh, Let's head over to the SRLA headquarters and hear what they have to say. Okay, we're here with uh, Harry Shabazi and Abel Navar, and they both uh, are founders of the SRLA Cares program. So let's hear what they have to say about it. Hey guys, um, so what are some of the stunts you've done before for SRLA Cares in the, in the past, before COVID? Morning Joe, morning, hope all is well. So uh,
3: one of the things that we wanted to uh, accomplish with some of the Cares projects is to uh, increase environmental awareness and uh, social problems uh, that plague our society. We think that all our runners need to take part in uh, helping uh, provide a solution. So uh, some of the things that we did that we're really proud of, as you recall, uh, I think our biggest accomplishment was the fact that we set a Guinness World Record.
1: And what was that record for?
3: We, uh, We collected, Uh, rubber-soled shoes as I'm sure most of the runners know all modern-day rubber is made from oil and uh, the last thing we want to see is this stuff ending up in a landfill so um, the record still stands and I think we said it how many years ago was it eight years ago eight years ago we collected 18,650 <laughs> pairs. That's a lot of shoes. What that's, did we do it? I think it was, uh, it was
5: at Belvedere High School in East Los Angeles. So what happens with those soles is that they're repurposed and they're used to create rubber synthetic tracks for people to run on.
3: Yeah, and uh, one other thing that we did, uh, of course, especially during these times, Uh, There's a lot of families that are in need of food. So every year uh, we've been collecting canned food. And uh, I think the first year that we tried uh, uh, doing that project, we collected about 350 cans of uh, food items. And uh, now we uh, collect over 6,000. 6,000. 6,000 And, and who do they go to? Various organizations that provide uh, assistance to needy families. And uh, we're gonna try to do the same thing again this year. If all goes well, we're hoping that we uh, do at least two collections. Uh, one will be food, and one will be uh, recyclable uh, plastic bottles and uh, aluminum cans. But uh, we'll see, everything has to stay sort of fluid.
1: So how do you measure the success of these, of these projects?
3: I think the two things that we look for is uh, the number of groups that uh, take the time to um, be part of what we're doing and, um, and, and the total amount. Um, so, and we have seen consistently an increase. Uh, right now we have uh, well over 90% of the uh, programs take part. Uh, so out of the 185 schools that are currently part of SRLA, um, you know, we only have maybe like 10 or 15 uh, that do not participate. Uh,
5: we, year in and year out, have about 175, 180 schools that participate in just about all of the drives that we have.
3: Yeah, so I think the participation overall is awesome. And then, like I said, with everything from uh, collecting canned foods to uh, collecting toys during Christmas. Uh, the numbers have uh, consistently gone up every year. So we're really stoked about that.
1: So I know like this year, this time last year, you were collecting pennies. How, how many pennies ended up being collected?
3: Uh, same thing, very similar with uh, what we did with the canned food. The first year that we collected uh, coins, primarily pennies, we collected about $300 worth. And um, this last year, um, I think we collected uh, about $5,000, $5,000 worth of pennies. That's a lot of pennies. That's over a ton of pennies.
1: <laughs> so with the virtual running plan for this season, at least up until January, maybe beyond, how are we going to get the kids to get involved? How are you going to collect the items that they, they collect? Uh, I think- how, how is it going to look this year?
3: So what Abel and I are proposing is this. Uh, If we can, we're gonna facilitate a group collection event. Uh, We might do that at our t-shirt distribution or at our shoe distribution. But in the meantime, what we wanna do is we wanna encourage every group to do what they can on a group level or possibly even on an individual level. So we want our runners to take the time and, and sort of gain a sense of appreciation that if you're gonna receive something, whether it be you know, shoes from us or t-shirts and so forth, take the time and, and make the effort and help out somebody that's probably in a worse situation than you. you know? uh,
5: just the whole idea of paying it forward uh, needs to be instilled in our students and it, it, it's something that's very rewarding for the individual when you see that your actions go and help somebody else.
1: So I'm a little unclear. Will the groups be told exactly what to get? Yes. Or okay, they will. So, so everyone. What we're going to be...
5: do what we're going to do is
3: as we start the season shortly, as we move forward, we're going to be as consistent as what we have done in the past, except on a virtual basis. You know, whereas uh, we might do a food drive but rather than you know actually bringing all the canned food items to one location, we may have to do it such that individual groups, like for example, you and your runners at Banning, you guys can do a, a small collection and then there's certainly a lot of places here in Long Beach that you, know, you could drop it off uh, and then we can go from there. And if there's groups that will not meet with the runners on an individual basis, then we're gonna encourage the individual runners come Thanksgiving, put a few cans of food in a bag and maybe some other food items and give it to somebody that's needy in the family uh, uh, because at the end of the day, anyone with an SRLA shirt is an ambassador to the program.
5: And in addition to that, part of our virtual program is that we're going to have a group uh, streaming of a movie, The Story of Plastic. And we're gonna have that to uh, raise awareness of how much plastic is out there and how demand drives the production of single serve plastic bottles.
1: And you think students are gonna get that message this year?
3: We hope so. I think uh, environmental awareness, the pendulum is slowly beginning to uh, swing in the right direction. I think more and more people are developing a a higher level of awareness and they're beginning to realize that all plastics, all rubber, uh, modern day rubber, is made from oil. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's important to have a global sense of awareness. The bottom line is we live basically in a sealed jar. And uh, at the end of the day, if you are a teenager, chances are you're gonna be a, around a heck of a lot longer than perhaps you and I. Right. So the world that they live in, if they're gonna prepare themselves to succeed, so that they can have a comfortable life. First and foremost, it begins in making sure that your house is clean. And when I say house, I mean the planet, you know, Um, it's and it is happening. Uh, I hope that through our efforts of SRLA, um, our leaders and our students can motivate the individual school sites when things are finally resolved and we get back to normal, um to encourage schools to embrace more uh recycling um, um opportunities uh it, it is it is very very important um I, and i think it is happening to be honest with you i think it is happening i've been to a few yeah. sites
1: so guys uh, one last thing before we go uh, any advice to the uh, as the kids are about to start running most of them virtually a lot of them on their own maybe? Any advice to them as they try to do this by themselves more than they ever had before?
3: You know, it's very important to be safe. Uh, Use common sense. If you're uncertain about what it is that you should do, have a brief virtual conversation with your uh, group leader. Ask for direction. Don't assume that you know something. And at the end of the day, if you're out in your neighborhood for a little jog, and you see something perhaps like a aluminum can or a plastic bottle, (laughs) pick it up, you know, pick it up and put it at least in a a location where somebody that is collecting the stuff will pick it up, you know what I mean? Don't let that plastic bottle ultimately end up in a sewer in the drain and work its way out to the beach. You know, Uh, I think that would be the message.
5: Also just pay attention to your surroundings. I always have an open eye you're bound to see things that you haven't seen in the past. Once you get an exposure and develop an awareness of things that, that we bring up and, and necessarily cares.
3: So one of the things that I just want to end, uh, a, a, an awareness tip is this. You can't imagine how many trout I have caught. You know, I'm a very big fan of fishing and, uh, and I fished some pristine waters and I catch these beautiful fish. And when I'm cleaning them, I find a cigarette filter in the stomach. And the reason for that is because at the end of the day, those filter tips are indestructible. The cigarette part does disintegrate and break down, but the minute they added a a cigarette filter Those things are indestructible. And on top of that, what's really bad is the fish that I catch with a filter inside of them, the the actual meat smells of nicotine because when someone smokes a cigarette, all the nicotine is trapped within, so it has a higher concentration. So for the runners out there, that would be a great little challenge as you're jogging around the neighborhood take a peek and see how many little cigarette tips that you can see. Uh, Harry in high
1: school, I smoked a cigarette and it didn't have a filter. And I can tell you that was, that's the reason I don't smoke because I think a cigarette without a filter is pretty rough. So maybe if they got rid of the filters, we'd be helping a lot of people.
3: Exactly, (laughs) not only that, but see, I was thinking about the same thing. (laughs) If, If it was up to me, I would make smoking, not only without cigarettes, without filters, but I would make no cigarettes at all. You just get the paper and you got to roll your own like the old days. I, I I agree with that. All right. Well, we don't
1: want any of you guys smoking out there. Absolutely. But let's let, thank you, Harry and Abel, and uh, we'll see you guys during the season, one way or another.
3: Absolutely, you got it right. All right. <laughs>
1: Britney
4: Runs a Marathon. Hi, so I'm Natalie Oliva, and this will be my second year at SRLA. And during my first year, I watched Britney Runs a Marathon only because I was about to run a marathon, and hey, a movie about a marathon. And I was surprised at how much I liked it, and it was was really sweet. She... about this woman who just there was no real motivation in her life and uh, one doctor's visit allowed her to finally feel like she had to do something and turn her life around because her health was in trouble and she stumbled into um getting into the marathon and there were you know some twists and turns trials and tribulations she i mean she she finally turned her life around and i feel like that that can really speak to anyone. Um, middle school, high school, college, adult. Um, although the movie, I feel, might have a little more of an adult theme to it, but what she goes through, anyone anyone can relate to it. You, A lot of people lack a motivation or they may feel a little lost in life. And it takes just one tiny event and then you can do something so amazing and accomplish this huge thing like running a marathon. So I, I would recommend the movie to anyone, uh, probably more to the older crowd, but um, yeah, definitely a recommendable movie. I love Brittany Runs a Marathon. I hope everyone gets to watch it.
1: Thank you, Natalie. That was a perfect one-minute movie review. You said it all. Gillian Bell stars as Brittany, and the film is written and directed by Paul Downs Colasio this being his first major film. Natalie hopes everyone can see it, and if you have Amazon Prime Video, you can easily do that. It was a theatrical release that made $7.5 million worldwide. Uh, Like Natalie said, this movie is not for everyone. Drug references and numerous intimate scenes would make it not the film uh, for Team Movie Night. Uh, But maybe for a mature 11th or 12th grade student, uh, they would appreciate the message of the film, which runs parallel to what we try to do here at SRLA, so uh, if you're interested, check it out. Let us know what you think.
2: Students
0: run
2: LA Stories. Los estudiantes ejecutan
0: historias LA. Hi everyone, my name is Patsy Morales Gonzalez and I ran the marathon back in 2010. Go Pilots! Um, so basically, uh, I've only ran one marathon my entire life so far. Hopefully I get the chance to do another one. But again, back in 2010, it was my first marathon back in 11th grade. And, um, just like everyone who's running their first marathon, you're anxious. Um, you're a little scared. Uh, you kind of start doubting yourself if you can make it or not. Um, but we know if you can make it through that 18 miler, you can do the marathon. It's just a couple of miles more. So, I mean, I already had those feelings going into the marathon, um, especially waking up so early um, and getting on the bus and making sure everyone's on time. So um, I was really grateful for my mom helping me pack a few snacks on my fanny pack um, and my sisters as well. My other sister ran with me as well. So we're making sure that all our snacks in our fanny pack and getting ready for the race um, and as I'm running and, and it starts, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm anxious. I really have to think about like, do I drink water now? Do I drink it later? Uh, do they, do I stop and eat my snacks? Can I run at the same time doing it? Um, especially since the night before you have a lot of pasta and you start thinking about these things. Um, again, it's not easy for women to stop and go to the restroom. Um, uh, right. So as I'm running through the marathon, I'm getting the snacks on my little fanny pack and I start to run out and I'm like, oh, I should have paced myself better. Uh, but then again, I'm so thankful for the extra people who are on the sidelines giving us food and drinks and uh, power snacks throughout the way. Uh, big shout out to all those people that, that give and don't expect anything. Um, So I'm looking that I'm on my own my fanny pack. I'm running out So I'm grabbing all the free food that I can from the sidelines. One of the best things I've ever had was these um, Pirate popcorn. Uh, I guess it's cheddar. I've never had it before that was my first time and it was awesome And now I eat it after all these years Um, So as I'm going and I'm in mile 14 um, I'm like, okay, I'm getting a a hungry again, but I don't want to eat something heavy I just want to make sure it's like one of like a jello shot or anything like that. That's going to give me the sweet craving that I had. So as I'm running and listening to my music, um, I grab something out of the fanny pack without looking, open it up uh, and just squish the little jello in my mouth. Um, Little did I know that it wasn't jello. In fact, it was Vaseline. Um, At the beginning, I was just like, why is this not tasting like jello? Why is it? Does this taste weird? Um, I was like, maybe it's something vegan or it's something like with low sugar. And once I look at my hand and look at the packet, I it said Vaseline. And I, I was worried for my health. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, oh my God, did I just poison myself? Because I took a big gulp of that Vaseline and some of it was smothering and all over my mouth and my teeth. And I was panicking, I was freaking out. Because again, it's my first marathon. I don't know if Vaseline is toxic if you eat it. I'm trying to run and read the little directions in the back, it, like you know, sometimes some things in the back will tell you, warning, don't eat it, poison control. Um, so I was freaking out and I was I was like, oh no, my time. Um, so all these things going in my head. So all I all I could do at that moment was grab as much water from the people offering me, And as I drink water, again, you could guess that water and Vaseline don't mix. Um, So I honestly, the whole entire like six more miles, I was just drinking any little cup of water or juice that was offered to me. And then I would just drink it, make sure that I was just, you know, making sure that I wasn't drinking that drink, but I was just swishing it around my mouth and spitting it back out. So hopefully I got that nasty, greasy feeling of the Vaseline in my teeth and my mouth. Um, honestly, I, I stopped thinking about it, uh, as I got closer to the end of the marathon. And by the end, I completely forgot that I ate Vaseline because I was, I was just too amped up from finishing my first marathon. But I remember telling my sister when we got back, I was like, dude, I ate Vaseline. And after that, I made sure if I, if it was poisonous or not. Thankfully it wasn't, uh, the amount that I ate wasn't enough to hurt me. But again, uh make sure I guess the lesson of the day is to um watch what you eat or whatever you're grabbing, make sure that you check it before you eat it. Um, I know a lot of you are way smarter than I am in that aspect, but that that was a lesson of the day. Um, but other than that, I mean it, it was such a great experience running that first marathon. There was other couple things that happened to me throughout the marathon, um, such as when I was in mile 16, um, again, people eat orange slices and all these things, and I, I tripped on an orange slice, and that was super embarrassing. And when I tripped over, you know, I was just so tired because I didn't want to get up. Um, I had people on the marathon who pulled me to the side, wanted to check that my scrapes were wouldn't get infected or I can clean them. And being part of a SR, SRLA, you kind of have a reputation as a student to to be a good student and a good marathon runner. So I went to the side, I, I made sure I followed their instructions. Um, and by the time they let me go, my body was so heavy. And honestly, I didn't wanna run anymore. But again, you're gonna hit walls. You're gonna, you're gonna encounter a couple of issues. For my first marathon, again, I ate Vaseline and then I trip on an orange slice. Um, it was a lot to happen throughout the entire time um that little hiccup messed up my time my rhythm um and honestly i I just want to thank all the other different races that we had because they do prepare you You hit hit a mental wall um, that you get over it or you overcome it or learn to ask for help i know i was able to call my family and they encouraged me and told me i could do it um it was emotional uh nonetheless it was somewhat embarrassing Um, But at the end of the day, I wouldn't trade that experience for anything else in the world. And I'm happy that I was part of the SRLA program. So for all of you, lesson of the day, avoid the orange slices and avoid the Vaseline. Have a great day.
1: Thank you, Patsy, for that great SRLA story. Uh, Patsy ran the marathon with Banning High School and is now a counselor at Harbor College. So thank you for those experiences. And if you have experiences that you think are unique and you want to share, please send those voice memos into podcast at srla.org. All right, so let's end it with the SRLA news. Well, this news is the same as everywhere. It's COVID-19. This week, our program director, Paul Trapani, is holding several sessions concerning how to lead a group during the pandemic. Our message is essentially this unless you are told by administration at your site that running with students is permitted. The 2021 SRLA program will be virtual until further notice. We have two sets of protocols to follow. We are not certain of what any program will be doing, but we are prepared for a group that will meet in person. Without getting into details, it will require the usual temperature checks, social distancing, and other measures so everyone can remain safe. We expect most groups to be 100% virtual. Groups can decide, but what likely will happen is they will meet up on Zoom, stretch on Zoom, run at the same time from different spots. For anyone under 11th grade, we're requiring direct parent involvement and supervision. For 11th and 12th, we're asking them to find a regular running partner, could be a family member to go with them. And in most cases, leaders are going to require photographic evidence or maps from apps of runs. Uh, That'll be uploaded and adult leaders will be logging miles and activities and trying to keep everyone active and getting them ready for what we hope will be a March 2021 marathon. But this year there is no guarantee. Nobody knows what will happen for sure. We're committed to offering an equivalent virtual or possibly in-person experience. Again, a lot of this is up in the air at this time. Our leaders should not be promising what we've offered the previous 31 years. We'll do our best to make it seem as much the same as possible. We'll have virtual events held at the same time for the same distances as we always have in the past. Medals and buffs will be distributed for each event and the leader will then figure out with the school in some cases how to distribute the material to the students after they've earned them. We're also inviting activity partners. Let's say a parent gets more involved because they're supervising they're running or activity, activity. Well, on race day, they could participate and for a fee of $15, they would receive the SRLA swag the students would get as well. Each group will set up the system for each site, but will, it'll allow others to feel the glory of students who are in LA. The medals are the same, but the ribbons are different from the ones the rostered SRLA students will receive. Uh, between now and the next episode, runners will be signing up in big numbers. Leaders will be trying to figure it all out. Most of them are teachers trying to figure out a Zoom classroom, and now they have to start a, basically a new SRLA program. Something very different that we hope will go back to normal in a short time. We'll see you next month on the SRLA podcast. And a special thanks to the cast of SRLA Theatre. That was Elsie Flores as Sonia Rocia Lucia Alvarez. Carla Angiano as Sonia's mom. Daryl Hendukandu Hernandez as Chucky. And our voicemail specialists, Yuja Ding, Mark Johnson, Carolina Ortega, and Paulina Perez. See you next month.
2: (gasps) That was a good run. I am tired.